0: Hello and welcome to Inside Music, episode number 173. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is great to be with you again. This is a bit of a celebratory episode. 173 marks our live debut on Spotify. Yes, Inside Music is now available in 75 countries around the world through Spotify. So if you follow us somewhere else and you also have a Spotify account, feel free to follow us there because when you use Spotify for podcasts, we get a lot of insight into who you are, what you're into, and that helps us build better shows, shows that cater to your interests. So again, Find Inside Music on Spotify. My guest for this celebratory episode is one of my good friends, Teddy Horansky, a guitar player and vocalist in the band Sleep On It, whose new album, Pride and Disaster, arrives September 13th through Equal Vision Records. Teddy and I talk about his time with the band, creating the new album, the response from fans and critics alike, as well as what the group hopes to do in the future. It's a kind of a big idea conversation because the album isn't out yet and there's only so much material that people have heard. But we try to talk about it in a way that is interesting and engaging and teases what is to come for the group. And I think there's a lot on the horizon, including a great fall tour alongside Don Broco and recent podcast guests, Selfish Things. So get ready for that. But before we get there, I have to tell you a few quick things. First and foremost, this episode of Inside Music and every episode of Inside Music is brought to you by Holix, the industry standard for promotion. What that means is that people like Chance the Rapper, Metallica, Blink-182, and thousands of other artists use Holix each and every day to promote their music online. You can do the same absolutely for free by starting a free trial at Holix.com. Just go to H-A-U-L-I-X.com and start a free trial today and you'll be able to promote your music the same way your favorite artists do. I also wanna encourage you to follow us on YouTube. We have a channel, it's called Music Biz, that's Music B-I-Z, and we post educational videos, streams of this podcast, and a whole lot more. So head over to YouTube and search Music Biz or search Music B-I-Z 101 and you will find our videos. We'd love for you to join us. But right now, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with the great, the one and only, the somewhat iconic, Teddy Haransky.
1: At home right now, just uh, sitting on my front porch, hanging out.
0: That's nice. Is it sweatshirt weather there today?
1: No, it's like it's actually really nice. I got shorts and a t-shirt on, and like upper seventies, low eighties. Pretty perfect at the moment.
0: That's great, man. I'm uh, I actually got to break out my denim jacket this morning, so I felt I felt real good about that.
1: Nice, dude. Fall weather is just around the corner.
0: I know by the time you guys are on the road again, you'll start to see the leaves changing.
1: Yeah. It's like the best time of year to tour. It's it's great. It's Like, booty weather.
0: It's the best time of year to tour right before the worst time of year to tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, how did the last run go where you guys just played basically your whole catalog?
1: Um, it was great. I mean... Um, Shows were awesome. It was our first headlining experience, really. Um, It was hot and sweaty every show, but I loved
0: it. Well, that's good. i been, you know, I followed along all the updates online and stuff, and it seemed like you know kids were coming out. You guys were. I know when we talked, uh, I guess before the run, or at least maybe I was talking to Jake, one of you guys, had mentioned being a little concerned that maybe some of the other tours would get in the way, but it seemed like kids were really coming out to your shows.
1: Yeah, man. Um, it was, it was awesome, and it was, um, I guess, just uh, it was pretty humbling you know we sold out almost half the shows and kids came out and they were psyched and they were singing the words even words for the new song so we couldn't have asked for more for first headlining co-headlining run
0: well that's good man and i'm i'm glad that it worked out and now you guys are gearing up when does the next tour take off
1: the Don Broco tour starts uh, actually, my birthday, September twelfth, in um, Boston.
0: Okay, that's exciting. That's a good city to start a tour in. I feel.
1: Yeah, that's one of that's one of our favorite cities, if not our favorite city to play in. We always have a really good good time in Boston. A couple of the guys in the band are from the New England area, so it's always been kind of the second home for us.
0: Yeah, I noticed I think you guys played the Middle East upstairs last time you were there, right? On this most recent tour? Yes, that's right. correct. That is a that little red room gets very hot, but it's a fun place to play shows.
1: Oh, dude, so hot, but so much fun.
0: <laughs> that's like a that's a I I love that room and it's like a historic venue and all that, but that specific space is just like it's a death box. There's no way, there's like no getting around it. It's just going to be hot.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um we played a lot of we play a lot of rooms like that though <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair fair enough fair enough uh, this is exciting because this is going to be the first episode of the podcast that like debuts on Spotify we just got added to Spotify so you just like got in under the wire it went up today we finally were added to the Spotify world this morning so this episode when it drops next week will be our first so you know quick shout out to all the Spotify listeners out there you can actually head over to the Sleep on it Spotify page right after you listen to this and hear their new song which just came out this week right
1: yeah, that's
0: right. Came out uh yesterday. Yes, uh the second song to premiere off the new record. Third song. Third song? Yes. Second song, third song? Uh
1: se- second song.
0: I know. I've been I feel like you and I have personally been talking about this record for so long that I lose where we're at in the rollout of things. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, yeah, Fair. second song, Hold Your Breath, came out yesterday. Now, I love what you guys are doing with the art for these singles. Like, there's some, there's some thematic things tying them all together. Was that something that when you were design Because it doesn't look like the artwork necessarily, but they all kind of have the same aesthetic. It's like a simple image with this uh, white dotted circle behind it and stuff. Was this something you guys talked about a lot while heading into how you are going to roll out this album release?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um and they're all done by the same artist, uh Alexis Pulitz. and we when we were talking about the artwork for this album, we talked with a few different artists and um talking with Alexis was just a great conversation and I think she understood what we were going for uh thematically and with the artwork. So the single with the singles, uh those covers are taking pieces or elements that are on the actual album cover. So the bird, the kid on the swing, which is on the album artwork. And then there'll be one more single that comes out before the album drops. And those are uh, some like thematic pieces that are on the actual album artwork that sort of tie into the meanings of each song.
0: Well, with that in mind, can we, uh, can we dive into breaking down the two that we already have out there, starting with the most recent one, the uh, boy on the swing for Hold Your Breath?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, well, let's actually. I want to let's. I want to back it up, and I'm just going to trip over myself right now. Let's start with. Uh, let's go back to under the moment because when we were talking about the record before that song came out, I know that you kind of singled that one out as knowing that it was like a bigger song. It was a different change for you guys, and I feel like it's kind of a power move to lead a record with something that sounds different than what people are expecting. Did it have the impact that you wanted it to?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I think it kind of caught people by surprise and it was sort of, um, you know, just kind of like a, a not super jarring, but but different, that it kind of caught people's attention and um, we really wanted to kind of take people by surprise and and show some personal growth, both as people and as musicians. And um, I think it definitely had that, effect for us. And we had a really great response, especially uh, once we started playing it live on the co-headlining tour, seeing everybody sing along to that chorus. I mean, the sing-along for that song was just as loud as almost any of the other songs that we were playing. So I think it, it did what it was supposed to, I think.
0: And then moving on to Hold Your Breath, which I feel like is a little bit more to me, it feels more in line with what people might have expected the lead single to be, but I have seen some people online being like, this band has changed, they're changing, their sound is different. <laughs> um, what motivated that track to be the second one you guys put out? I think,
1: I think we wanted to keep the energy up on the second track and show that we're definitely still sleep on it, and we still love writing high-energy pop rock songs and... I mean the the comments of us changing our sound are so far and few between that it's such a small minority. Um, I think most people love that we pushed ourselves and grew, but also are still still stay true to that that energetic pop rock vibe that we had before on overexposed and lost along the way and all of that.
0: I think you pulled it off. I don't I don't really get when people are like they've changed. I mean, I feel like I know you guys pretty well as a band and as musicians and I I don't get I don't get the change in like a drastic sense anyways. Like have you grown and evolved? Yes, but it's not like night and day by any means.
1: Yeah, it's also a pretty dumb comment because like every everything changes. Everyone changes. Like what are we supposed to not change is people and the two years since we put out our last record like it would be a sham to keep putting out the exact same sounding record same sounding thing um yeah every everything changes so of course we're going to change as people and as songwriters and and it it would be insincere to remake the same record in my opinion
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And it, it is so dumb to think that and anyone could travel as much as you guys have or just live in the space of your lives where you all are in your 20s getting to, heading towards your 30s and be like, no, everything's the same. I've seen, I've seen it all, done it all. It doesn't change me. It's just like <laughs> such, a, such a strange concept. And it only feels like it can only come from somebody who doesn't have the opportunity to like, get out there and see the world i'm always like well, do you just never leave your house do you feel like things always remain the same like sometimes i feel like life looks so much different than it did a year ago let alone two years ago and then the combined two years of experience between four or five people plus a producer plus any any other influences in your lives
1: yeah go, go outside and grow, and grow a little it's 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 fun <laughs> it's good it's healthy
0: yeah, it might not always be fun, but it's good and it's healthy for sure. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, maybe not always fun, but um, it's important. <laughs> Just go do, go outside.
0: Uh, what would you say has been, I, I can't believe I didn't ask you this before we actually have on this call when you and I were talking in the past about this record, but uh, I'm curious what you think was the biggest challenge in making this album, because the more time I spend with it, I can feel, I can feel and then hear all the different ways you've grown, but I'm always curious about like, what were the harder moments or instances of growth in creating this album? What, is it you know, personal things? Is it everyone getting on the same page about where we're going? Like, What is the most difficult part of developing a group into the new album?
1: I think the most challenging thing for this record was um, writing it while we were touring all the time. They always say that you have your whole life to write your first record and then your second record you're gone on tour a lot. And then when we're home, we're not here for that long and we have jobs and stuff. So it just was, there wasn't as much time together. And so I kind of put a lot of that on myself, just going crazy, writing and demoing and doing all this stuff. But we didn't have as much time to really write together as we did on the first record. So that was a huge challenge and a challenge for me and then also, I just didn't know what kind of record I I wanted to make and what kind of record we should make. That was a real challenge for me because I, I had something 30, 40 demos, not like full songs, but at least like ideas and riffs and stuff like that. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted it to sound like or what it should sound like and how much i wanted to experiment and get crazy um and so it was just kind of i was just kind of wandering through all of that unsure of the direction i wanted to take this in so that was a huge challenge for me personally as far as writing the record and then we recorded with a different producer we had never worked with before so that took some getting used to um so that was there were times where it was definitely stressful in the studio because we obviously wanted to make the best record we could, and we wanted to avoid that sophomore slump. We knew how important our second record was, so we were in a new environment with a different producer with you know a bunch of ideas and songs that have been kind of swirling in my mind, but as a band, we hadn't spent that much time sitting down and talking about so that was I would say that was the toughest part about making this this album
0: yeah i can get I, I can understand sometimes i feel like one of the challenges of trying to develop in a creative sense is like there's a part of you that's like i gotta try something new i gotta do something new but then you have to like um i'm trying to think of how to say it you kind of have to like make sure that you're not pushing the creative boundaries just for the sake of, like, being weird. Kind of like you said, you you want to make sure that you're you're not going so far out there just to be like, well, I have to do something different. So even though this isn't what I, this isn't necessarily natural, it's like I'm forcing myself to do something outside the box versus doing something that kind of is a progression from what you've already done. You gotta kind of have to check yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like it's like being different for the sake of being different isn't really sincere. And... I didn't want to just be super self-fulfilling, you know, it's like, I didn't want to make a record that's like, well, I just wanted to like push myself and do all these like weird different things because I wanted to do that. And that was never really a reality at any point, you know, because I love the type of music that we write, but I didn't want it to be some self-fulfilling thing and just be different for the sake of being different. I wanted it to be sincere and um, a genuine progression.
0: Well, uh, not to spoil it for other people, but I do think you pulled it off. I think it works out (laughs) across the record. (laughs) Thanks, Uh, James. I know. It's weird. It's weird when they came to me and they asked if I wanted to talk to you or Zach about the record because I was just like, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I don't know. I was like, do I have to recreate the conversation that we've already had about the album? Um, For people that don't know i i helped you guys write a bio for this record so i've gotten to hear it a lot longer than most people um and and i'm excited for it to come out so that i can talk to other people about it but you and i personally have discussed it at length (laughs) you were
1: you were one of the first people to tell us that it was pretty good so that was that was nice to hear so i I
0: appreciate you james well thank (laughs) you have you had somebody tell you that it's not good yet
1: not yet, not to my face at least. Yeah, I was, I
0: was like, I wonder who the first person to be like, "Listen, guys, it's uh, not for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to level with you." <laughs> I, I I will say that I I always kind of struggle with whether or not to talk about stuff that people haven't heard yet. But let's let's kind of ease into it. Is there another single coming before the record drops?
1: Yes, there's going to be another single. Um, I'm not even sure if I can say what it is or not. I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah, there'll be another single. Mm. Uh, uh, right before the record comes out, and we're working on a music video for it right now. And okay. I think this third song is going to be the one that really, I think, catches... You know, I, I mean, all the singles have been really catching on with people, but the third single that we're putting out is something that's um, gotten a really awesome response from friends that we've shown, and it was a song... That it was the last song that we wrote for the record we we wrote it while we were in the studio kind of last minute and it was just one of those eureka moments of we just had this idea that we were working on with our friend pete adams and we locked ourselves in the studio from midnight until seven in the morning this little side room in the studio with no windows and we had the lights off and a couple candles going and we just wrote this whole song and it was just kind of that momentary <clears throat> inspiration that we sort of left the studio the next morning at 7 in the morning as the sun was coming up, and we were just like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Like, that kind of feeling. Uh, And then we showed the rest. It was me and Zach and Pete, and then uh, we came home, and we showed the rest of the guys, and they were like, this is amazing. Um, So, yeah, I'm very, very excited to put out the next
0: and last single before the album drops. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's an exciting time to be sleep on it i feel like I, I haven't honestly i haven't seen anything overtly anything really negative at all said about any of the new stuff i mean obviously there's a few commenters on youtube who are dicks but like i remember watching um recently i watched the premiere of the first single from the new kill switch engage record when that came out and it was like one of those youtube things where there's a countdown before the video starts for a premiere and I think we were like 16 seconds in to the world premiere of the song, and somebody commented, Lame, they changed. And I was like, What is happening? Like, the, <laughs> the verse hasn't even kicked in yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've
1: always said, I've always felt like my outlook on that is if you have people going out of their way to talk shit on you or your band or your music for really no apparent reason, then you're doing something right because you're getting a reaction like that. And I've always felt like if we could. If we get people who are just, you know, shitting on it for real no apparent reason, then we're doing something, right? We're getting a reaction, you know?
0: <laughs> exactly. You're moving people to feel something.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that's so hard like, to do. You
1: know, but, yeah, those comments are so far and few between and uh, you can't let it really stick with you because the vast majority of comments and responses have been incredibly positive and... Again, the fact that people go out of their way to talk shit, it's like, okay, cool, then we're doing something, right?
0: I feel like you guys are in a unique position because I like watching how you promote the new material and how you're getting the word out about this record. What would you say is the biggest difference between how you promoted the last album and how you're kind of approaching promoting this record? Like, Is there anything that works differently now than what connected with people last time? Like, What have you seen change in the two years between promoting records?
1: I think we're much more organized this time around. Um, I think we have a lot of content that we prepared ahead of time, like studio footage and interviews and stuff like that, which I think has really helped us and just kind of driven uh, hype for the song. Um, sorry, there's there's a, a fighter jet flying over my apartment right now because the air and water show is this weekend in Chicago. Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, uh, having that content to sort of supplement the song release has been really helpful and important. Um, and then I also think just creating uh, that natural, organic like buzz, um, how, getting our the uh, uh, Sleep on a Street team, the Sleepy Heads involved in having them help us promote both online and in person is something that was really important to me going into releasing this new record. So, you know, incorporating that into the rollout for each of these songs has been really awesome. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not anything super crazy or groundbreaking. We we're just very, very lucky that I feel like we genuinely have one of the most passionate and thoughtful and, um, kind fan bases out there and they're genuinely so excited for the record that we've just, you know, had their help in promoting so far. That's been, I think the biggest, the biggest difference between, you know, the first record and now we've toured a bunch and we've made new fans and now they're so excited and hyped for this new album. They, they want to be a part of, promoting it and hyping it up.
0: Yeah, I love that you guys have a name that lends itself to a fan base name. Like I think Sleepy Heads is a great name for something.
1: <laughs> Thanks, We We uh, we went back and forth with a couple different names. I think Soybeans was one. <clears throat> oh, that's a good
0: one. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a couple different names, but ultimately we landed on Sleepy Heads. But uh Yeah, uh, Sleepy Sleepy Heads are the best.
0: Yeah, you guys really I think the next step is actually having Sleepy Heads merch, like very fan specific things. I'd be into it.
1: Ed, hey, that would be very cool. That's a great idea.
0: Or even if it's something silly, like nightcaps, like those old timey nightcaps that people would wear to bed but it just says <laughs> sleep on it. I like that sleepy Like Heads.
1: Uh, like the Ebenezer Scrooge style yes. nightcap with like yes. a little light like, ball on the end. That'd exactly. be sick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wait, we've talked
1: about doing like pajamas or like <laughs> bed sheets or something eventually. We would do kind
0: of sick (laughs) at least pillowcases i mean that one makes sense
1: we've done yeah we've done the pillowcases many many times and uh, they've they've been uh very successful
0: (laughs) is it exciting to see this upcoming tour uh it's it's selling really well i mean obviously you're not the headlining band but it's kind of crazy i feel like you're on this perfect bill of bands who are all right on the cusp or just exploding past the cusp Cusp and people are like, like if people are listening to this now and you don't have tickets and you want to go, good luck if you live in like half the cities on the tour.
1: Yeah, seriously, you're fucking up. <laughs> go get tickets. Yeah, because, um, it's been, there's like nine sold out dates, eight sold out dates already, and we're still basically a month out from the tour, which is amazing. It's so sick. And we, shit, we got to, um, share the stage with Don Broco on the Vans Warped Tour last summer and they are amazing musicians, super nice guys. So, when the opportunity came up to do this tour, we were thrilled and so excited. And um, trashbo also, we were on the same stage at Warped Tour and then our friends and Selfish Things are super, super great guys. So, it just, it lined up so well this tour and we 're very excited to be a part of it,
0: yeah yeah everyone 's got new music i mean i I secretly believe that there's new Don Broco around the corner, but like that selfish things record drops the same day or like right around the same time as your guys 's record, so there's a lot of things to be excited about on this tour, yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> well, what do you uh, let me ask you something about the album actually coming out do you have any do you have any fears or concerns about it right now? are you are you in good positivity mode still you have, have you reached the mental Hurdles of like oh shit what if it doesn't work
1: I think some of those mental hurdles have been sort of quelled by the response to under the moment and hold your breath Um, I feel all of my favorite songs still haven't been released yet so just judging by uh, the response to those first two singles I'm like I feel really really positive right now and really good and that's kind of saying a lot because this record has just been in my head for the past two years and I mean like really just these songs have been in my head and just swirling around and that fear of oh my god it's our second record and so many people are like you know the second record is a make or break so that was just in the back of my mind the whole time that there was just that pressure that I I mostly put on myself but it was also a motivator to write I think some of our best songs we've ever written and also to open myself up to other people and other people's input and writing with other people, which we hadn't done a whole lot before, but I didn't want to close myself off to working with other people and other people's ideas, because I think almost more than anything, that's what made this record uh, what it is. And, made this record um, just reach that next level was opening ourselves up to working with these other people. And uh, that's kind of a daunting thing as a songwriter and as a musician because, you know, like this is our baby and I've put so, so much time and thought and effort into writing it that it can be kind of scary to let somebody else into the process but I think we really stayed open minded during the writing and recording and I think that made all the difference
0: Well, That's great man and I, I couldn't agree more. You guys avoided, I think the biggest pitfall of the sophomore record is you're right you have your entire life for the first record, and what ends up happening is that the second record is almost always especially in the alternative genre like that becomes the road record or the record about the road and I mean there's a little bit of that on the album, but it's it's mostly more about the things at home I feel than it is the road itself
1: yeah, I agree I mean that's a that's a part of our life, but it's just one part, and it's kind of like you were saying like a whole album about being on the road, it's like, yeah, that's cool, but that's just one part and it's also not something that most people really relate to, you know, unless you're like also in a band or whatever, but it's like, how many songs can you really write about being on tour? You know, it's, it is a part of our lives, but it is not the only part. So I think we do, de- we talk a lot more about like the, the mental health realities of being on tour, which, you know, mental health pitfalls are pretty universal. So I think that's something that people can really relate to. People can really relate to both the good and the bad of really just going through life every day with mental struggles and, you know, financial struggles and (laughs) the the struggles that most, most all of us go through, you know?
0: absolutely I mean I feel like you know the road is just uh, a means to getting to that point but you guys have kind of realized that like your what the road does in terms of how it impacts your personal relationships and finances and all of that it's just you know it's just it's it's a job at the end of the day and the way that you connect with people is by more of the struggle that that work creates rather than like look at this thing that I do that's you know special or whatever it happens to be it's more about like we all go through the same grievances as a result of the work that we do
1: we're all we're all on our own our own road some more literal than others but we're all <laughs> we're all traveling on our own road our own journey and uh
0: <laughs> deep I yeah like
1: for it. us it's for us for us it's a, a very physical <laughs> literal interpretation of that but yeah
0: well, Lily Tomlin famously said, we're all together alone. Um, and I think that that's accurate.
1: That's a pretty powerful sentiment, but it's true. And it's become more true in the age of social media.
0: Oh my gosh, You don't even get me started. We'll spend another 25 minutes talking about that. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I think that it's it's going to do well. I think this next couple of months are going to be really good for you guys. It's been exciting to see it. Happening, you know, to stay in touch with you guys as you've been working on this record. And I remember Jake texting me when you were in the studio and he was telling me how how good he felt about it. And then I talked to you, Zach, last month. You guys were so excited about it and it feels like your spirits are still high, which in itself should be something to celebrate. You get the, you're this close, and you're like it's it's going well. It's going to be good. So I think I think it's going to go well, and I'm happy that we got to talk about it one more time. And then I'm sure that I'll see you in like a month and a half if I can find my way into the Detroit show because it's already sold out. Everybody, buy your tickets to the tour because dates are selling out. <laughs> and um, we'll talk about it again then, and it'll be it'll be exciting to see how things have changed in the next six weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, James.
0: You've no, always no. been a
1: good friend to us and a and a supporter, and we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I might be able to sneak in the back door of the Detroit show. Just uh, shoot me a deck. <laughs> See what I do.